Resistance training, which is quite appropriate <laughs> because that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And here you are. So let's get started. We're talking about resilience and resistance training. And, and here you are just seeing me do my, you know, daily thousand press up workout. Just no big deal. You know, this is what we're going to be looking at today. Um, a bit like a Joe Wicks workout, maybe without any exercise or anything like that but you know for your for your faith no gain no pain no gain for your faith um it's part of a series of being doing so we've been looking at uh ways that we can improve our faith and strengthen it and we've been thinking about things like our daily routine and resilience and our diet and our mindset and this one is about resistance and your resilience and how we build faith through our difficult times. Uh, and it's the most appropriate topic for where we're at because we're all in a difficult time. Hey, oh, I smile, but you know, I'm through and just like everyone else. The lockdown has had quite an effect, hasn't it? The pandemic, we've been in it for about a year now. And uh, wow, what a period. Then there's ever been a time like this where uh, people are struggling in all kinds of ways. We've got, uh, one hand, we've got people who have been actually ill, people who have died. We've got uh, people who have uh, not had that kind of problem, but they've uh, just had to live through quite a, a strange period. We've got real issues of isolation and, and, and just uh, struggle. People uh, being stuck in the home and... Uh, having to try and get on with people and and all these kinds of things. And it's been particularly hard this winter, right? Just where the weather's been difficult, the bad as well. And if you're anything like me, when difficult times come, sometimes it's really obvious. Someone can die, someone can lose a job, someone can get really ill. But at least then, those times, it's clear. I'm in a challenge. I know what's going on that, you know, this is, this is a difficult moment. There are other challenges that maybe are slightly less obvious, that they can be a bit more, uh, they can creep up on you. They can be things like uh, suffering with stress, anxiety. They can be sleeping badly or having some kind of physical challenge. They could be not getting on with your family or your friends, feeling alone. These are all very real things. They can be low-level addiction. Things that, when you're in them, you don't necessarily know that you're in the middle of a challenge. But you are. And these kinds of things, these ones that can be lingering, uh, are also important. So it's all about the big things, the big challenges, the big stresses in life. But we're also talking about the lingering ones. And those can actually be really damaging to our relationship with God. And I just want to offer you the chance. In fact, I ask you right now just to think of if you were to identify one challenge that was affecting your faith and your relationship with God, 
what would you say it was? And I need you to do this, it's actually quite important, we're going to come back to this later, so please, just choose one thing. What would that one challenge be, do you think, that is afflicting you right now? Now we're going to look at what the Bible says about all this and, and what we can do to help our faith through these times and how we can have a stronger faith to cope with this sort of thing as well. I'm going to be making three points. So just look out for these. The first one is that God wants us to grow, not add to our faith. The second one is he wants a faith that is solid, not showy. And the third one is that he wants us to develop rather than despair when the hard times come. So let's get started. So we're actually really lucky because looking in the Bible, Jesus was asked about this very topic. And the disciples came to him and asked him about having more faith and dealing with difficult things. And so there was a time in Luke 17 when uh, Jesus had just been talking about what is expected of a follower of Jesus. And he says that if you cause someone to stumble and to sin, be better to have a no stone, like a giant stone tied around your neck. And if you have someone who comes to you and asks for forgiveness and then keeps on doing wrong and keeps on asking for forgiveness, you should keep on forgiving them and just keep on forgiving them. And the disciples come over and they say, give us more faith. Imagine they also said, because if that is what is required, I, I don't have enough to cope and deal with that. And Jesus answers in a very interesting way. He says in Luke 17, 5, he says this, uh, Give us more faith, Lord. And the Lord said, If your faith is as big as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Dig yourself up, plant yourself in the ocean, and the tree will obey you. They ask him to increase their faith. And he kind of ignores the question <laughs> and says that, well, with a small amount of faith, you can do amazing things. And another time the disciples say to Jesus, why couldn't we cast that demon out when you could? You did it, and why couldn't we do it? And also he replies with a similar kind of analogy, which is this idea of faith being like a seed and small amounts you can do a lot. So both times he answers and that he doesn't give them a formula. He just gives them this analogy. And did you know that nowhere in the Bible does it talk about how to increase your faith? It doesn't even talk about increasing your faith once. It sounds sacrilegious for me to say that, doesn't it? Paul being sacrilegious again? Oh, no. Cut the video, cut the video, get him off. He's saying something sacrilegious. It doesn't, at least I can't find anywhere where it talks about increasing your faith or adding to your faith. What it does talk about is growing your faith. Growing what you have. And this difficult difference in language is actually really important because Jesus talks about your faith as a seed he could have used other kinds of, like, he could have used another example, couldn't he? He could have said, if your faith is the size of a grain of sand, or if your faith is the size of a small fly, or something like that. He uses a seed, something that grows. And this is my first point, that we grow, not add to our faith. 
And the difference between the two is that we faith is not something, it's not a substance, it's not a tangible substance. It's something that's born out of our experience and relationship with the Lord, with God. And so it's, it's not about something else coming in and inflating that. We sometimes think of faith in the wrong way, that we think, oh, we'll just add a bit of, add a bit of soil, add a bit of faith to, to this one, and, oh, and things are going well, and just add a bit there, and oh, no, they're not going so well, so I'll take a bit out and put a bit back. And that's not what the Bible talks about faith at all. It doesn't use that kind of analogy. The Bible talks about growing, and the way you grow a seed is that you, you feed it, you plant it and you feed it, and then it grows. When you want to grow a muscle, you don't stick something on it, you don't bolt something on it, you feed it and you exercise it, and it grows. And it's the same with faith. God wants to strengthen what's in us already. Why? Why does it work like that? Well. God wants us to have a relationship, not focused on the substance, but on him. And so it's all about that intimacy. And it's not about anyone else or anything else. It's about us and our relationship with him. And so we don't get some kind of injection, some kind of faith injection. It's something we have to nurture over time. And God wants to work with that. And the encouraging thing is, we see huge potential in us. Now, whether we are at the basics or at an advanced level with our walk with God, there is still the same need to grow. We're all growing in our faith. But what does that mean when we look at it ourselves? Well, only we can be really honest about where we're at and where we need to grow. Let me tell you something, many years ago, I ran the marathon. Me. Get that. I ran the marathon. And I love to drop that into conversation because it makes me look great. Well, when I ran the marathon, and I can talk about how I ran the whole thing and didn't walk at all. I wasn't very fast, but I did it. Uh, but you know what the truth is? The truth is, the other day, I went for a run around the block and I could barely do it. I could barely do it. I was a wreck. I really couldn't cope. I was that unfit. And if I were to get some personal training and they asked me, what level are you at? And I said, I'm a marathon runner. It would be completely inappropriate for me, wouldn't it? I wouldn't be able to cope at all. So if we wanted to develop and to learn and to grow, we have to be honest with where we're really at. And saying I did the marathon makes me look showy, but it's not actually what's real underneath. Jesus talks a lot about what's going on underneath. He talks about the wise and the foolish builders. Remember that parable? The wise man built his house on a rock and the foolish man built his house on the sand, which was a shaky foundation. He also talks about the farmer scattering seed across the field and how that was uh, good for some seed and bad for others. Some seed landed on the path and they couldn't put any seed down. Others landed in the shallow soil and put seed down for a small amount of time. It grew quickly, but then it died. And other seed landed in the deep soil and it put deep seed down, deep roots down, and then it was able to grow properly. 
And what's that saying? It's talking about what is going on underneath, your foundations, your roots. What are they like? Forget what it looks like to everyone else. Forget what the outward appearance is. What is going on underneath? What's holding everything together? When the, the difficult times come, when the rain and the wind and the tide comes in, what about then? What's holding everything up then? What level is your faith at then? When I was at university, I went through a period of really questioning my faith. And it was quite a dark period and I'd never really had the choice before about where, whether I would go to church and uh, this was my first real freedom and I just thought, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this whole faith, God thing, maybe it's just not me. And as I went down that road, it was then that I realised that actually I wasn't holding God. God was holding me. I'd seen all these amazing things and I couldn't pretend that I'd never experienced them. I'd seen people healed. I'd experienced the Holy Spirit powerfully. I'd gone through these amazing transformations and seen people uh, moved by God and used by God. Incredible things. And I couldn't unknow what I knew then. And that for me there was a solid foundation of my faith. It was very small, but it was solid. It was a genuine solid faith that I realized that I had. And God can work with that. Sure, it might not be that impressive. It might not be very big, and it's certainly not showy. Roots aren't showy, are they? foundations they don't look good but they hold everything together and that is what God can work with and that is the genuine faith that can grow okay so we've talked about growing what we have our faith being something that grows from what is already there in us not something that comes in from outside not someone else's substance that gets added to us it's what we grow, what's there ourselves. And we talked about how a small, solid faith is better than a big, showy, weak one. And the last point I want to make is that when these difficult times come, that we look to develop, not despair. And this is possibly the most important one of all three. So when we're thinking of growing our faith from the solid foundation, how does God help us grow that? How do we build and improve and strengthen that faith that we already have? Well, God has lots of ways that he does that. There's lots of things. Tim talked last week about uh, faith comes by hearing. But one thing God does do is he challenges it and he tests it and he makes it work. You know, when you're strengthening your muscles and you're doing resistance training, one thing that happens with your muscle when you're trying to build it is that you get micro tears. So you're doing lots of press-ups. You actually get some kind of micro tears. It's a kind of damage to your muscle. And the repair of that is actually what makes it bigger and grow. It makes it stronger. 
And I wish there was a, another way to do it, but it wouldn't work to try and increase your muscles and do resistance training without going through that process, without having that pain. And I, I wish I could do it. I wish I could get bigger muscles without pain. I wish I could get fitter without the pain. It's how it works. And it's how it works with our faith. That's how we can build our strength and strengthen our faith. So when these challenges come, that's actually the opportunity, isn't it? And it's obvious that we're going to struggle when challenges come. That's the whole point. That's the challenge. And we'll feel down as well. But you know what? God actually says that's a reason to feel happy. <laughs> to feel happy. Because there's an opportunity. It's a way of strengthening what we have. It's exactly what the Bible says. So let's look at in James 1 verse 2. It says this. My brothers and sisters, you will have many kinds of trouble. But this gives you a reason to be very happy. You know that when your faith is tested, you learn to be patient in the suffering. If you let that patience work in you, the end result will be good. You will be mature and complete. You will be all that God wants you to be. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could think the way that God does when we face troubles? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could think, actually, if we could know that God has not left us at all, that he's there, he's actually using this to strengthen us. This is not a time to despair, it's a time to develop. And this process is so, so important. The way that Peter describes it in 1 Peter 1, 6, he, he's talking about suffering through different kinds of trouble. And he says, these troubles test your faith and prove that it is pure. And such faith is worth more than gold. Gold can be proved by fire, but gold will ruin. When your faith is proven to be pure, the result will be praise and glory and honour when Jesus Christ comes. We've got a few analogies going on here, haven't we? We've got being purified by fire. We've got the foundations of a house. We've got growing like a seed. We've got strengthening a muscle. They're all pointing the same direction and saying the same thing. And that is that challenges, struggle, pain, are not nice, but they are an opportunity. And this can strengthen your faith. And it's not faith you don't have. It's faith that you do have. And it doesn't matter if it's small. It just needs to be solid. And it's got enormous potential. And I asked you at the start, what is your biggest challenge right now? Well, I believe that God wants to use that challenge to strengthen your faith. The thing that you are struggling with the most, that you identified that you are struggling with the most and that I'm struggling with the most, that is the way that God wants to build your faith. So I ask you to join me right now in taking hold of that and praying to God about that challenge. And I want this to be an inspiration. Let it be an inspiration to you, this thing you are facing. 
we're going to use it to deepen our relationship with our Father in heaven. So I want you all to know, I want you to all have this confidence in the middle of the storm to know that your faith is stronger than what you face and it can grow stronger still. Let's pray, shall we? Lord God, we bring these challenges to you right now, Lord. And we declare that we want to develop in our faith. There's nothing as important as our relationship with you, Father. And if this is what helps us to develop, then so be it. We accept that challenge because we know that we want to grow and we want to be closer to you and have a stronger faith and a bigger, amazing faith that can face even greater things and face them well. Thank you, Lord, that you see potential in us. You see that amazing potential like a seed. And you want to use something so small, no matter what we have, even if it's small, you want to use it. I thank you that you care so much that you're rooting for us. Help us to develop, Lord. Help us to strengthen our faith, I pray. In your name, Lord Jesus, in your name. I pray that God is with you. May God be with you.